What's up, everybody? We're back with another episode of Off the Pitch. I am your host, like always, Joe Burgos. Uh, we've had a long layoff. We did the last podcast with our guest host, Manny Olea, last Wednesday. And then I was out of town on Friday. And then when I, I, I got a little sore throat from screaming and doing all these things at uh, Christian Volunteer Camp that I went uh, and worked at. So when I came back on Wednesday, I wasn't feeling too well. And my voice wasn't up to par yet, so I didn't feel comfortable doing uh, another episode and then coming out with bad audio just because I had a sore throat. So I decided to wait, but it's no problem. But I, I couldn't get into watching all of the games that happened for the international break. So I'm not going to be covering those games. I do apologize if you were waiting for me to cover those games. But uh, maybe in the in the future I can be able to cover them. I just didn't have enough time to do it this weekend. But either way, we're going to get right into it with La Liga and the first games of La Liga. And we have Real Madrid versus Levante playing at the Bernabeu. This is Saturday at 4 a.m. Um, we saw Madrid have a problem with Villarreal last week and, they, and they're tied 2-2. Two two. Um, I wonder how they're going to come out this game. Levante is a pretty, uh, is they're a decent team in La Liga. I don't think that they're, of course, they're not contenders for the league, but I still think that they can play a hand in Real Madrid dropping points in this game. But I think in all honesty, Real Madrid is going to be able to get a win in this game. I think they'll be able to win 2-0 at the Bernabeu. Hopefully they have their things fixed. I did read another report saying that Gareth Bale will start again for them. So hopefully he continues his form and gets a goal this game. But I do I do think Real Madrid is going to get back into form over Levante this, this weekend. So hopefully they prove me right. Zidane has a lot of things that he needs to fix. Um, I I have seen that they've been lining up differently, sometimes in a 4-4-2, sometimes without Modric in the midfield. So uh, he's trying a bunch of different things to see if something sticks. So I don't know exactly how that's going to turn out. But, I mean, I, I still have faith that they're going to be able to get some points out of Levante, either 3 or 1. I don't think they'll lose this game at all at the Bernabeu. So hopefully Madrid is true. Then we have Real Sociedad facing Atletico Madrid at Sociedad's home. I don't I don't remember exactly what that stadium is called, but that game is also tomorrow at 9:30 a.m. Uh, Atletico Madrid had a good a good game last week, and we had Joe Felix and his first goal of the league. So, um, I think Real Sociedad is gonna pull something out on this one. I don't think Atletico Madrid is gonna prove to be giants in this game. We saw that they came out slow against Ibar last week. They they were down two to zero pretty quick. So. And at home, so I don't know exactly how this is going to turn out for them. I, Real Sociedad is a good team. and They've, they've always given the, the top-tier uh, La Liga teams problems. So I think that they're going to continue that. And they're going to and they're gonna at least steal a point away from Atletico Madrid. If Atletico Madrid doesn't lose this game, they tie. So I think Sociedad come out 2-1 to one on this game. Which, I mean, Atletico Madrid is a giant, man. They are a great team in La Liga, but... Um, I just think that Real Sociedad is going to do something good and they're going to come out really, really as underdogs in this game. And I, I completely trust that they're going to prove me right. So hopefully I let Real Madrid or Real Sociedad, I apologize, Real Sociedad is going to be able to do that. So uh, next we have Barcelona versus Valencia. This is Saturday at 12. So I guess at noon, if you want to say it that way, this game is at the Camp Nou. This game is without Lionel Messi again. 
but we it, it does look like at least Luis Suarez will be able to suit up if he's not playing the entire game. He might get a few minutes, which is a good sign. At least it'll give us some attacking power again in the front, knowing that we did lose Rafinha going to Celta Vigo on the loan. So now we have to figure out exactly what we're going to do with that. It looks like Dembele is going to be out for another week before he rejoins the group in training. And Messi is still training with the group. He's just not fit to play yet. So they're keeping him on the sidelines. Hopefully he gets well soon and he can come back and we get com- like completely form our trident once again. So uh, Barcelona, I think Barcelona wins this game 2-1 to one at home. I called the game that they that they played last time at the Camp Nou very badly. I thought that they were going to lose against uh, Raul Betis. So I'm going to give them some ven- benefit of the doubt. I think Barcelona plays very well at the Camp Nou. I think it is extremely hard to beat them at home. And I don't think Valencia is going to be able to uh, come in and take points away from us. So uh, Barcelona 2-1 to one in this game. Hopefully Suarez is able to play the whole game. And I think it, it'll be a big difference if we have another attacking front. Uh, with him up top because I don't know exactly how we would line up. Maybe we'll play Ansu Fati because he had a good game last game and maybe he could take the the, pl- the place of Rafinha that Rafinha was covering while he was here. Or I don't know exactly how they were going to line up. But I've also seen reports that they were also trying to play Sergio Roberto in the Trident, which doesn't make sense. He's not an offensive player in that mind. So I don't know what Valverde is thinking. I think that's a very bad decision. I'd rather have Fatih there. So he at least, we at least have some attacking foot, like player in that position and not a midfielder or, or a right back there. So uh, hopefully he makes that choice. But for that, that makes that ends La Liga. Um, we have, uh, like I said, I had Real Madrid winning. I have Real Sociedad winning over Atletico Madrid and then Barcelona winning as well. And thus, moving on to the single game, in Serie A, we have Fiorentina versus Juventus. This is Juventus playing away. Uh, Fiorentina with Frank Ribery with a new signing. I know that they have another new signing. I don't remember exactly who it was, but um, Fiorentina is going to put up a fight this game, just how we saw Napoli did as well. Uh, this is at home for them, so it's going to be a little bit more comfortable. Napoli came into the Ju- to uh, Juve and gave them problems. So I think Fiorentina is going to be able to give them problems as well, especially if they're at home. This game is Saturday at 6 a.m., and, um, of course, uh, Kalini is not playing. He's going to be out for, I don't know exactly how long. So there's always going to be that, that struggle in the, in the defense. And we saw that they did struggle because they, they allowed three goals against Napoli, especially in the second half. And, and it was, they were unanswered until the end when, uh, Koulibaly scored that, what's it called? That own goal. So. Hopefully Juventus can can pull something out of their hat, but I think Fiorentina is going to be hard for them to handle. They're going to come out and they're going to be pushing the pace. Um, they're going to make Juventus play off their heels. They're going to make them move the ball a lot sooner than they want to. And it's going to cause problems for them when they're moving the ball out of the back. So hopefully uh, Juventus pull something out of their hat and they can uh, come out with some points there. But for the Serie A, that wraps it up. Moving on to the... EPL, where we have Norwich versus Manchester City. Manchester City is going away to Norwich, and this game is at Saturday. is Saturday at 9:30 a.m. Manchester City is going to come out, man. We know Manchester City already. There's no hesitation on saying that Manchester City is going to win this game. We're just kind of, even if I were to bet, I would bet on Manchester City unless I was trying to go with the dogs and make some a lot more money out of it. But 
Either way, I think, still think Manchester City is going to completely dominate this game. They've been dominant this whole time. These last three games, they've been killing it. So I don't think that that's going to stop anytime soon. Uh, they are dealing with some injuries, especially when Laporte is out with that uh, knee injury. is going to be out for a few months. And we also, I think Stones is also out. So I think they're going to be playing with Fernandinho in the back. But like I said last episode, I think that's that could be a good thing. It can maybe be a bad thing going defensively, but um, I think it still bids well for them to play with Fernandinho in the back uh, since they don't have company anymore. So uh, Manchester City is going to end up winning this game 3-1. to one. I still think Puki is going to get a goal in against them, especially at home. So uh, it's not going to be so much of a beating, but I mean, of course, Manchester City will come out on top. Okay, then we'll move on to Manchester United and Leicester City. This is the game of the week, I believe. Um, unless you want to call Barcelona versus uh, Valencia because that is also a great matchup. Or, I don't, honestly, there's a, okay, ne- never mind. I'll, I'll call my game of the, of, the, of the week in a little bit because Manchester City Leicester is, or Manchester United versus Leicester is a good game, but Manchester United is, of course, dropping more and more players. It looks like now Paul Pogba is going to be out and won't be playing this game for, I, I don't remember, I think it was an undisclosed injury. I couldn't remember exactly what it was. Um, but it also looks like uh, Juan Bissaka is going to sit out. It does look like Lingard is going to sit out as well. So all of their midfield is basically going to crap right now. It looks like they're going to have no attacking or attack midfield or anything like that. That's going to help them go forward. So I think that Leicester is going to be too much for them to handle at home at the Trafford. Um, Leicester is going to put in 2-0 at, at a, away at the Trafford. Uh, Vardy is going to pick away their defense. He's going to win headers. He's going to get them uh, going forward. I think Telemans is going to pick it up again and is going to show them um, that he deserves to be there. And hopefully, Leicester come out on top. I really don't want United to win anymore. I had so much faith in them, and then they continue to let me down. So, um, Leicester go out and win this game. That is tomorrow at 7 a.m., if I didn't say that earlier. So, that is what I think with that game. Moving on. To Chelsea versus Wolverhampton Wanderers also Saturday at 7 a.m. This is Chelsea playing at the bridge. Um, this is going to be a good game, man. There's a lot of games that you could call the game of the week. You could even call this game the game of the week. Wolverhampton is playing very well, but I think just Chelsea is on a good spell of games. I think they're um, they're in great form. I think that Abraham is going to continue playing. Hopefully, they don't decide to go away from him. Uh, maybe and, and play a more physical forward in, in Olivier Giroud. But I still think that Tammy Abraham is going to be able to play. And I think he will start. And I don't think he'll get a goal this game. So um, Abraham, continue your form, man. I think Mount is going to also play as well. He just got his first call up to the England squad. And he was very excited for that. So hopefully he continues his form with Chelsea as well. But I think this game ends in a tie. I think Chelsea scored early. But I think Wanderers at the end come up and tie the game just like they did against Manchester United. And I think this game either ends 1-1 or 2-2. Or uh, but I think it completely ends on a tie. I, I, I don't think any team is going to be able to get out of it, uh, out of the, the draw. So that's what I think with that game. Uh, moving on to Tottenham versus Crystal Palace. This, uh, this game is also on Saturday at 7 a.m. There's a lot of those 7 a.m. games, 6.30 a.m., 6 a.m. games. So uh, be aware of that. Tottenham versus Crystal Palace. Uh, Tottenham is hard to to judge exactly right now. It's very hard to pin them to win, just because I think Palace is playing well 
And we saw that they can beat the top teams just like they beat Manchester United. And they beat them 2-1 to one at, at away, actually. They actually beat them at the Trafford. So I can't say that Crystal Palace will lose this game. I don't think I'm there yet. I don't think I'm there with Tottenham yet to put so much faith in them to win games, which is hard to say. So I think Crystal Palace, stun, I think stun, they stunned Tottenham. I think they stunned them 3-1 to one away at, the, at Tottenham. Oh, man, that's a tough decision. But um, I don't think Tottenham is proving themselves to be top teams in the EPL, just like Manchester United. And I think Palace is going to take advantage of that. And they're going to come out on top of this game as a dog. So... Good luck to Crystal Palace. Go ahead and do your thing, man. You guys are gonna be capable. You guys are capable of winning these games. You guys be Manchester United, so don't worry about that. Then we have Liverpool versus Newcastle S- Saturday at 4:30 a.m. The early game. This is the game I always want to try and catch uh, Liverpool's game, but I'm not gonna be able to wake up for this game. Um, I do have them winning at home at the at Anfield. Um, Newcastle, we saw gave. Uh, if I who was it? If I'm sure. It was Tottenham, Arsenal. Don't remember exactly, but gave them problems, and I think Liverpool is going to be able to overcome that. He's they're not going to allow uh, Newcastle to come into Anfield and just take points away from them. I think Liverpool win this game three to one. Um, hopefully, we get a good relationship between Mane and and Salah. We saw that they were they were bickering at each other because Salah does have that that tendency to be a, very selfish with the ball. And is and doesn't uh, lay off to his teammates when they have better and more clear options on goal. So hopefully they have, they fix that problem and we can get a good chemistry from them. Uh, Bobby Firmino is going to continue killing it. He's playing great. He's off to a great uh, EPL season. Hopefully he continues that and he doesn't get hurt. Just uh, we've seen that he does get riddled with injuries. Last season he was in, riddled with injuries and missing a lot of UCL games and all of that for Liverpool. So uh, Bobby just continue. Uh, to stay healthy, keep working on your body, man. You're gonna be, you're gonna continue to have a great season. And then, lastly, for the EPL, we have Watford versus Arsenal. Um, Watford, it's not a, not a good team, not a great team, but Arsenal. I think if Arsenal continue to play with the attacking trident and Pepe, uh, Lacazette, and Aubameyang, I think they'll be able to win this game. I don't think if they come, I think if they come out in the four four two, just like normal. They, they won't. I think they'll tie. So depending on the formation that uh, Unai Emery comes out this game is what I think is dependent on what's going to happen on this game. So 4-4-3, Arsenal wins 2-0. If they come out in the 4-4, in the 4-4-2, I think Wofford ties the game or loses 2-1. It's, it's weird. Just... Arsenal for me is weird to call just because they do have some things that they have to fix, especially with their defense. And I think their midfield isn't doing them any favors by just not having a great attacking like presence. I think they're very defensive and they show to be very defensive. And so teams take advantage of advantage of that. So uh, hopefully Arsenal proves something wrong, man. Hopefully they get this stuff fixed. And hopefully they get Bellerin back. They are missing a, a crap ton of pieces to their offense and just to their defense as well. So um, let's let's hope Arsenal can get healthy and, and continue to show that they can be a top four team and hopefully qualify for the UCL next season. So good luck to Arsenal away at Wofford. That game is Sunday at 8.30 a.m. Um, yeah, Wofford isn't going is, to... Wofford is bad. Just, just put it in the simplest terms. Wofford is bad. And Arsenal's... 
not as bad. So let's go, Gunners. Hopefully, you guys can do something well, man. But coming to the games, this is where I wanted to get to the games of the week. It's two of them. I don't think there's any any games that are better than these two. And this they're both in the Bundes, starting with Dortmund versus Bayer Leverkusen. Dortmund playing at home. This is Saturday at 6.30 a.m. This is a tough game to call. We have Jaden Sancho uh, going against Havertz. Kai, that's how I pronounce the name, Kai Havertz. Uh, the two wonder kids. They're both looking to stay in Germany. And I don't know who's gonna I don't I don't know I don't know who I would take. If you had if you told me to choose between Havertz and Sancho, it, it's a hard pick, man. I think they're both great players. But I just think Dortmund is gonna play well at home. Leverkusen does have does pose a lot of good uh, points as to why they deserve to be called winners in this game. But I'm just a fan of Dortmund right now. I think they're playing great, even though they lost to Union Berlin last week, 3-1. I think they're going to turn this around, and they're going to be able to win at home. I think they win 2-1 at home in a very close game. In a very in a nail-biter, it comes up to the end, but Dortmund is able to come out on top. Uh, Leverkusen is going to give them a lot of problems going forward, man. I, I think they have a great attacking presence, and they had, they're just solid all around. And they, had, they have Bailey that's nasty left foot, so... We'll see how that works for them. And hopefully the Dortmund defense is able to at least contain them. I th- I think a big thing that Dortmund needs to change is bringing in Okanji. I think that he is garbage. I think that he's complete trash. He's He sucks so bad that they need to replace him. They need to find another center back that can play his role. Um, I think that's a big thing as to why they let up so many goals and why they're, st- they're off to slow starts. Because if you look at it, they went down the first game against Augsburg, and then they went down against Union Berlin, and then they also went down in the game before that as well. I don't remember exact or FC Köln. They also went, they also went down first. So there, this is a story for them that they're going down early and they're having to chase games and win points, which is scary for managers and just fans as well because you don't. They could literally hold the line and just win off of the first goal that they scored on you in the first minutes. And that's dangerous, and especially in a, against a team like Bayer Leverkusen, that is going to capitalize on opportunities whenever they have them. They're not going to be um, FC Köln. They're not going to be uh, FC Augsburg, just letting up opportunities. Because we saw Union Berlin, when they capitalized on the opportunities, they were able to win the game, and that's that's a huge thing, a huge thing against Dortmund, As, even if it's at home, um, especially because this, you hadn't won a game yet in the Bundes. So to win a game against Dortmund. A top team, that's a, a huge, huge props for them. So I think Leverkusen is going to pose a big threat to Dortmund and their defense. Um, and hope, But I, I still think that Dortmund is going to be able to win this game. Just like I said, I think this is one of the games of the week. So again, Dortmund versus Bayer Leverkusen at Dortmund uh, Saturday at 6.30 a.m. Dortmund 2-1 in this game. And then the second game that I considered the, the game of the week as well. This is RB Leipzig versus Bayern Munich Saturday at 9.30 a.m. It's going to be a great matchup. I think Leipzig is a great team. Bayern, of course, is also amazing. And Leipzig at home is going to be dangerous. They're not like any of the other Bundesliga teams that you could go and just take points away from at home. Uh, Leipzig is going to do their best to steal those points away from Bayern Munich. And I think they're going to be able to. I think... Leipzig is going to win this game 1-0. to 
oh, that's a stretch because Bayern is so good offensively. But I think Leipzig is just going to dominate on the defensive half, uh, moving the ball forward, and just Timo Werner is going to unleash on a through ball. And, of course, nobody catches him. And he's going to be he's gonna be able to pull one in the back of the net, and that's going to be the game winner. And it'll be com- somewhat coming to the end of the first half. So, uh, Timo Werner, go and prove me right, man. You're amazing. You're an amazing forward. And I think uh, you did a great thing by staying at RB Leipzig and signing a, a contract extension there. So, uh, that's going to keep him, I think, for another two or three years there. So, uh, Leipzig, you're going to prove me right against Bayern Munich, even though they're coming in with hot, hot uh, attacking power. Uh, when they have Coutinho now, they're playing them as an attack mid, attack mid, I guess, as a number nine or the number 10. I'm sorry, I get those confused. The number 10 uh, behind, right behind Robert Lewandowski. And so uh, I, I still think even with that, I think RB Leipzig is going to come out on top, man. Um, Munich is just is great, but they, they have their spells of, of uncomfort in the back and their back line. I think that's going to be the problem there. I think their back line isn't going to uh, suffice. I don't think that it's going to be able to contain Werner on the through balls. And on one of them, he's going to get uh, just a rip and put it behind the net. So uh, let's go, RB Leipzig. Prove me right. Ending the Bundesliga uh, fixtures. And then we'll move into the last one. And PSG versus Strasbourg, Saturday at 8.30 a.m. And we finally get sighting of Neymar. Neymar is on the team sheet this game. This is going to be his first game back for for Paris. Um, I don't know if he'll play the whole game or what exactly they have planned for him because of the tantrum and the fits that he was throwing to be able to get out this transfer window. So I don't know how Thomas Tycho is going to manage that situation, but... I mean, of course, if I'm him, I'm playing him no matter what. He's just an amazing talent that is can go to waste sitting on the bench. So um, I think PSG wins this game at home at the Parc des Princes over Strasbourg. I think they win handily. I think they win 3-0. to zero. Um, And I think Neymar gets a goal on his game back because we know that Edison Cavani is still out. We still know that Kylian Mbappe is still out. So Neymar is going to be a central an integral part of their offense moving forward. So PSG, man, just continue to rotate that ball through him, and you know what he can do moving forward. So PSG is very lucky to have him, and especially in this game because they need to continue mounting points um, because they have tied. I I don't think they – they might have lost, if I'm sure, but I know that they have tied one against Tadrone. So um, PSG, you guys need points, man, and just like Barcelona, Barcelona needs them as well. So – um, keep your thing, keep it going. PSG, you guys are on a great spell. Even though you guys had Anderson Cavani and Kylian Mbappe, you guys were able to come out on top this last week to, or the week before that, 2-0. to zero. So um, you guys are doing good no matter what. But now we're moving. That was the end of the fixtures. Um, if you need to, if you need me to remind you and you just comment on, on wherever you're listening on whatever platform, I'll go ahead and look for it, and um, I'll tell you the times and the dates of the game that they're going to play, um, where they're going to play or whatever you guys need. Just let me know, and I'll do that for you guys. But to kind of round off our podcast today, we didn't have a lot to cover because um, there were it was the international break, and I didn't need to go over fixtures or anything like that. I just needed to go into the upcoming fixtures. Um, the injury list kind of is the same. We do have Keylor Navas that is now at PSG, which is something that I forgot to mention. Um, they kind of gave a, a it was a, a loan 
they loaned Areola to Real Madrid and then they took Keylor Navas and I think Real Madrid gave the money as well. So Keylor is going to stay there and then at the end of the loan spell, I think Real Madrid have the opportunity to uh, option a buy Areola, but I don't think they will, of course. I think he'll go back to PSG and then just bench it uh, under Keylor Navas. So um, that is what happened with them. But transfers, I mean, there isn't too much to handle. And then injuries is basically the same as I said earlier. So new segment that I that I just came up with because I always ask on the Instagram if you're paying attention. I'll post a story and I ask you guys to send us in questions. I usually don't get a lot. I'll get a couple. And then towards the end, right when right before I start the podcast, I usually get a couple more. So instead of you sending me questions because I didn't get any this week, I'm going to start asking you guys questions. And I want you guys to answer me, answer me in the comments or DM me on Instagram. And so we can chat about it and we could discuss it. Um, it should be fun. If everyone participates, it would be pretty dope. So keep doing that, man. So the first question, and I saw this today on Instagram as well. This question to you guys is, do you think that the MLS should go back to the old-fashioned 1v1 shootout? This is a great question. Um, I had to go back and watch the 1v1 shootouts that they used to do in the MLS because I am familiar with them. I used to play indoor indoor soccer, and so that's what is the penalty there is a shootout. And so, um, in all honesty, I think that they should go back to the shootouts. I know it might be controversial to the game because it is um usually penalties that are awarded but i think this will give the mls a completely different outlook just like it did before if if you want to differentiate the league and give it something uh, special for the fans to love and to look forward to especially like if you get to the playoff rounds and then you have to go into this penalty shootout and you get these 1v1 shootouts against the keeper it'll completely set the place on fire like i do agree that penalties are awesome and all of this but they do tend to get boring sometimes. Just, you know, that they have to walk up to the spot and it's just a 50 50 opportunity. I think that the shootouts can go either way. I wouldn't say they're 50 50. I think that they're, they're more secure for the keeper because he has the opportunity to take steps away from the box or the box line. So I think that they should go back. I think it'll be good because, like I said before, it differentiates them from the rest of the leagues and they're 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 fairly boring let's be honest the mls is fairly boring unless you get el trafico with la galaxy and la uh, fc that's basically it the playoffs sometimes get hype and this and that but i think if they were to go back to the 1v1 shootouts it would add it would add a completely like like specific and special unique um part to their league we all see that the shootouts are happening everywhere in the EPL, La Liga, the, the Ligue 1, the yeah, everywhere. They're all the same. And then just imagine to come to the MLS and have to do these shootouts and watch them. Like, I watched them before, and they're sick. They're completely dope because you get, like, chips from 25 yards out when the keeper takes so many steps forward. And that's nasty. That's a, that's a far chip. And so I think, I think it'll be great. I think it'll give the players a different experience i think it'll give the keepers i think everybody every single player a different experience and it'll make the coaches come more a little bit more tactically prepared for when those times come so those are my thoughts on that i think that they should go back what do you guys think let me know let's discuss this i would like to see your guys's counterpoints to mine or if you guys agree let me know why if they're different from what i believe 
Uh, so hit me up on the comments for that question. And then number two, who is your pick for the Champions League? Who is your pick to win the Champions League? Um, I think it's hard to say that I want Barcelona. Of, of course, I want Barcelona to win because they are my team. But as of right now, I do think that we have too many injuries and are, and are just lacking up front that we're going to struggle to win points. I said that we had I had Barcelona passing in the in the group stages and then losing some time um, during the playoff rounds, but of course I am very scared for these for the group group stage games. We have Inter, we have Dortmund, um, and we have that terrible other team that I don't have to worry about. But I think that's enormous. I think Inter is great. I think Dortmund is great, and so if we're not up to par, uh, if, we, if we're talking. Uh, Player-wise and, and injury-wise, we're going to struggle, and I think we're going to drop a lot of points, and we're going to have a very hard time getting into the group, the, the later rounds. So I I don't say I want to – I'm not going to say it's Barcelona. I think that we're not going to be able to get there. Um, I think my pick for this year in the Champions, as hard as it is to say, I think it has to be Manchester City. Um, I know that they're battling injuries right now, but their team is just so strong all around. And even in depth, they're just covered. So I think Manchester City is gonna has what it takes, man, to win the Champions League. I think that their attacking power is just too much for any team to handle. Even you could go, you could put them in any league. I think they destroy any league right now. It doesn't matter who it is. I think they they just um, dismantle everybody in, in every league. Um, you have Kevin De Bruyne as Serge, uh, Sergio Aguero, um, Raheem Sterling, uh, uh, and then I forget the David Silva and I get I forget the the other Bernardo Silva. There we go. So I I just think that Manchester Manchester City is just a a perfect team right now. I think they're just destined for greatness, and hopefully they get to get to the champions. They haven't won one yet, so. Hopefully that that happens for them. I, I I would like to see them raise a trophy, especially uh, uh, Champions League. So, um, good luck to Manchester City. So that's my pick. Let me know what your guys is. Give me your points. Figure this out. The next question, the third question, um, and I'm gonna answer this one as well. Who do you think will retire first between Messi and Ronaldo? Uh, this is kind of a question that roams around everybody's mind because they are coming towards the end of their careers. Of course, Messi is a little younger than Ronaldo. If I'm sure he is three years younger than Ronaldo. If you want to go and check the stats, we know I'll know that Messi's better. But I think Messi is the one that's going to retire earlier. I think Messi has two years left before he's done. Um, it's not due to injury. It's not due to the fact that he can't uh, play at this level anymore. I just think that um, he's done too much in the game already. Like He doesn't owe anyone anything. He doesn't have to prove to us that he is at this level. He has proved to us for many years that he is not on our level, that he is on a comp level on his own. Um, so I think that Messi is going to be the first one to retire. I think Ronaldo is just a machine. I think he is just built to play the game. Um, I, if it, it's Ronaldo is the player that you create on FIFA to to prove that, or just as a my career, like that's the player you want to build, a player like Ronaldo, height strength speed uh, shots everything like he's he's the perfect uh creation for soccer but 
And I think that's what's going to allow him to play longer. I think his body is built for it, and I don't think Messi's is. Um, even though that Ronaldo has deal, dealt with injuries before, I think that Messi has had longer spells of time of sitting out due to those injuries. But I still think either way, the injuries don't come to a factor at the end. I think that Messi is just um, put too much time into it, and he's going to decide to step away from the game a little bit early. Kind of just how, how we see in football. In football, we see a lot of players that uh, end their careers early. Of course, theirs are more related to injury. But, um, yeah, I think Messi's going to end for, before Ronaldo. Uh, and I think Messi will end with higher goals than Ronaldo, even though it's in a shorter span of time. So um, that's my prediction for that. And so moving on to the last question, uh, do I do I think Messi will leave at Barcelona at some point because he has a clause in his contract that allows him to leave at the end of every season. And this is just something that was that had just came out this week where Pique, I think, was talking about the clause that is in Messi's contract where he has the option to leave the team at any point without being charged or for breaking contract or anything like that. He has the right to do that. And I think Messi, I think he retired before he decides to leave Barcelona. I think he, he's just a one-man club, and he has stressed that before uh, time and time again. He knows that that's where he wants to be, even though there is interest from David Beckham uh, for, to pull him to his MLS team. I don't think that that's going to get accomplished. I, I have heard before that they wanted to pay him um, tons and tons and tons of money to go and play at Manchester City, and that didn't turn out as well. So I don't think it is the money that is influencing Messi's decision. I think it's just Messi figuring out what it is that he wants to do for the rest of his life. Um, of course, I think that he would love it to be football, but I think we all know that that has to come to an end at one point. Even for him and even for Ronaldo, this is, we are going to see an end to them, and which is sad. But um, at, at the end of the day, I, I don't think that he will leave. I think that clause is scary, especially in these coming uh, years, because if he say he has two years left, he can chase money. And like, I guess like Andres Iniesta, he got a huge contract to go and play in China. Like I think Messi can get that same exact thing. And I think any team will pay him that much to go and play for them. Aside from Barcelona, I think Manchester City would do the same. I think Juventus would do the same. I think Inter was trying to do the same over this transfer window or the last last year's transfers. So um, there are teams that are looking forward to trying to um, court Messi to getting them to their teams. But... It, it'll be hard. It'll be hard. I guess he can be a Kobe to the team, a Dirk Nowitzki to the team, where he can uh, just play for one club and, and that's it and retire with uh, the Barcelona colors. And so um, as much as I, I think that he can and I, I think he deserves to just maybe go to play a lower level like in the MLS and make more money, but I think he has too much respect for this game and too much respect for himself to want to go and do that so um, Messi will end up staying there his closet is scary while scary while it is scary it, I still think that um, Messi is a Barcelona man through and through so that's what I have for today man um, I didn't have a lot of things to cover it is a shorter podcast um, but it's no worries hopefully next week we can have somebody sitting with us again and we could talk more about the fixtures and we, we could get a little bit deeper w- with the breakdowns but um, it's been an awesome ride, man. It's been great. Um, I'm glad to say that I'm 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 having an amazing time doing this. Like I said before, and now 
I have an opportunity to do my own thing in coaching as well. And hopefully I could do well and, and, and you guys can bid me well on my on my quest as a as a as a coach for high school. So um, I'm gonna try and do that and apply everything I break down here into what I see in the game there. So um, continue listening, man. Continue sharing our podcast whenever you listen to it on your Instagrams, Facebooks, Twitters, whatever it is that you guys listen to or wherever your social media you guys are on. Just continue to share us, man. We're extremely grateful for those who are are, are listening. Um, uh, you guys are awesome. We do get we do get comments every here and there. Uh, we get just questions from kind of the same people, which I know that are listening, and even those who I never thought would listen to this podcast are doing so. So, you guys are awesome, man. Um, we're gonna keep doing this. We're gonna keep pushing forward. Uh, next week, Wednesday, I'm gonna come back with all of the breakdowns for the fixtures. And then we'll do some my buds, the studs, and dudes, where's my skills, and we'll get into all of that. You guys have, you guys know how it goes. So, continue subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and then follow us on social media at underscore off the pitch, and of course on SoundCloud we are off the pitch, and I don't think we're off the pitch pod. I think we're just off the pitch. So look for us there. You guys can find us there, and of course again. We are looking still for another for a co-host. Um, it is great to be alone, just how I always say. But I felt so amazing to be able to do a podcast with uh, my good friend Manny Olea last last week. So um, it made things a lot easier for me just to be able to bounce ideas off of somebody. So if you're really honest and and looking and interested into uh, being this co-host for this podcast, um, I would love to have you guys. Um, just send me an email at off at off the pitch pod at gmail.com and then i'll respond to you guys and see whatever it is that you guys have so um keep doing that man you guys are awesome keep listening this will be out tonight so if you don't have time to listen to listen to it tonight while you're watching the games tomorrow uh, take a listen and you you tell me what you think and how the game is going and then um, if i'm watching the same game i'll answer and if i'm not i'll get back to you maybe a little bit later but for that it is the end of episode eight of Off the Pitch. You guys are awesome. We got our, we almost got our, our intro done. Um, we're still waiting for the last little bits of the of the intro to be done and get fixed before I put it into the podcast. I don't want to um, jump on it too early and then give something that I don't like completely. So um, keep listening. We're gonna have that soon. Um, I'm very excited. You guys are awesome. You guys are the greatest listeners. And keep keep up, keep sending me questions, man. I'm 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 very happy with that. So, um, like I said, this is the end for Off the Pitch Pod. This is episode eight with your host Joe Burgos, and you guys have a great night, man. <laughs>